Hi, it's Corrine. Welcome back. And we're still just chugging along on figuring out what life is like for college student athletes when their playing career is over, even if they go pro. And the perfect person to have these conversations is Ronica Stone, former Oregon volleyball player, former Pac-12 first team, all everything, freshman of the year, just doing the dang on thing. And uh, she's just trying to graduate and trying to figure life out. And the next conversation she had was with a a bulldog, a Georgia bulldog, Brandon Boykin, someone who's been a part of the winning edge and pouring into us as much as he can. And Veronica, what was, I know I just sprung Brandon on you and you didn't really know too much about it, but what was it that you found about Brandon that kind of excited you about having the conversation? Yeah, Brandon is someone I didn't expect to have so many different careers and titles almost. Uh, looking him up, it was like, I'm a speaker, I'm a personality, I'm a radio voice, I'm a model, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an investor. I was like, oh my goodness, like, what doesn't he do? I... I I, I need to learn like how he's able to do all these things, like why he wants to do all these things. Um, but yeah, no, and it's someone who has played in the played in the NFL for seven years, so that's the top level that you can be at. And um, yeah, I was excited to learn more about him because just googling him, I I couldn't figure out how he is who he is. Google will do that. Google will have you thinking one thing about somebody, and afterwards you're like, oh, I didn't know nothing about that person. Um, but uh, Brandon is, I think he's going to be the first profesh- former professional athlete that you've interviewed. And to have someone who played at such a high level now making their mark in sports entertainment, what was it that struck you from the conversation the most? Um, he really he really emphasized um, thinking beyond being an athlete. And I, knowing someone that has put in the time and the effort to play at the top level like who is so adamant about thinking about life after athletics because it doesn't it's not here forever and I think he really put an emphasis on letting everyone know like start thinking about it because it's not going to last you forever and you have to start thinking about different things you have to start becoming a new person and um, I think that's something big from our conversation that I took away just because you don't see people up who are playing in the NFL and who have had, because the average career is, but like, three, two to three years. And so he played beyond that and is still thinking, like, this isn't going to be going on forever. While he was playing, he knew that. Yeah. I don't know if there are many people in my network, personally, that I can say, like, they competed at the high level at every level. When he was in college, he was setting records, winning awards at the pro level and beyond. And now, like you said, he holds so many titles, models, speaker, radio, all these things. But he's still, like, getting his foot in the door, you know? He's still learning the ropes. Um, from your standpoint, how do you think you can take uh, Brandon's journey and apply it to your own journey? I think coming in or when I do go pro continuing to think about what what's next you know I know that sounds so gross saying it because it's like what's next and what's next but continuing to think about that and continuing to talk to people and you know he talked about like expanding your mind and thinking about 
or not limiting yourself and holding yourself back. And that's why he has so many titles because he continues to say yes. And he continues to like put his foot into every door. Like he's got the key to like every room in the house because he's been in there. Um, But I think that's uh, something that I could take away is knowing that it doesn't just end when I become a professional volleyball player. It's only just beginning. Ooh, ooh, I like that. It's only just beginning. Well, I can't wait to cheer you on from my computer screen watching you overseas. But I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's been great kind of hearing you have these conversations. And I can hear, if it's possible, the words trickling into your brain and resonating. So it's been exciting <laughs> to kind of to see how you've grown and, and all these things. And we're, we're not even halfway through. So Brandon's conversation is, is going to be one for the books and if you like what you hear, keep listening. We got a lot more guests. And this is just this is just incredible, Ronica. Continue to do a j- good job. Thank you. Continue to listen. Hey. What's up, Ronica? What's going on? Nothing much. Just about to interview you. How are you? Hey, Karina. What's up, Karina? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to get started with you know, giving a little bit more about who you were as an athlete just in college. So when you were at Georgia, you finished with 159 tackles, nine interceptions, a sack. You're named MVP of the Outback Bowl. You won the Paul Horde Hug Award, which is, for those who don't know, it's given to the most versatile player in college football. But you're not just versatile on the field. Off the field, you graduated from Georgia with a journalism degree. And since then, you've spoken at the NFL You've spoken at the American Cancer Society and for Nike. Just there's a lot more, but those are just to name a few. While you were still in college and while you were still playing, was what you're doing now something you always envisioned? Uh, Yeah, actually. um, I knew that I wanted to be on TV. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, So I majored in in broadcast journalism. And uh, like my my first year in the league, like after I finished my first year, I remember coming back to Atlanta and um, interning with uh, Channel 2. So I did that like my first three years in the league. Uh, like would go from intercepting balls to like holding cords and ropes for like whoever was on, on camera and just kind of getting all the experience that I could. Um, so I kind of knew like from just doing that that I knew I wanted to be on TV, but I didn't have any experience. So um, I think just kind of being proactive and uh, taking that initiative to do that, like while I was still playing, kind of helped me create uh, some contacts and some connects that that really, really helped me uh, after year seven when I was done. So for student athletes that are thinking about being on TV and they want to go that route after they're done playing, what advice would you give them for something they could do while they're still in school? Yeah, I'd say the same. Like you are, you're an athlete all your time is is kind of, attentive to whatever you're doing but the, the little downtime that you have make sure you you're being intentional about trying to reach out to anybody and everybody that can help you um even on campus and, and the crazy thing is that like people are really really willing to help you and like go above and beyond a lot of times because you're an athlete so so use that and uh i'll I just say be creative um for me like you said like i'm, I'm do, i do speaking obviously tv is a part of the stuff that i do but i'm a serial entrepreneur as well. And I think that, like, I kind of learned in college that um, 
there I I can't do my personality's not wired to just do one thing. Like I mm-hmm. I got to do a bunch of different things. Like I got to kind of dictate my own time. So um I think through football probably around like year 5 I started trying to put those pieces together and like whether it was speaking, whether it was TV, um just reaching out to people and then I just say like you can't be shy or you can't let your ego or your pride get in the way of whatever you're trying to do because you you know I went from playing in the NFL but essentially like I'm a rookie in everything that I'm doing right now and while we were playing like while you were playing softball I mean I'm sorry volleyball <laughs> yeah uh, I'm on the field like all these other people are, are getting their expertise and their experience on so um don't be shy reach out let people know like look I don't know what I'm doing but um I'm willing to learn like let me follow you let me uh be around just kind of to get the experience so let leave the pride leave the ego leave the name and all yeah. of that stuff back where it's supposed to be yeah speaking on that i know um there's a lot of top athletes that are at the collegiate level who think you know i'm only here to play football i'm only here to play basketball like it's it's always just like the statement i always hear is like i didn't come to school to play school. Like I came here for football and that's the kind of mentality that they carry throughout. And then they go to the league and end up not knowing what the future holds after they're done playing. Cause you never know what's going to happen. And so, you know, I always hear it and I always want to know from someone who has had success at every level, what is your thoughts on that type of, I didn't come to play school mentality that people have. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's crazy, honestly. Um, but I think that you can't really, uh, change or dictate where you come from so for a lot of people like that's I know in my sport at least that's like there is no plan B it's like <laughs> you got to get to the league like they come here to do it get to the league and and like right obviously that's our goal that's where we put our time but at the same time like at some point that ends like it's gonna end it doesn't matter how much money you made it doesn't matter how long you play it doesn't matter what your name is like you're not gonna want to sit around every day not doing anything like yeah. I know a lot of people that made a lot of money and played and, and they have second careers. Like it's, it's going to happen. So yeah. I think that, you know, until you get to that point, you don't realize it, but um, there actually does have to have a be, be a plan B. Like you, you need to have more skills and have a better, bigger skill set than just playing sports because it's going to end one day. And, um, you know, you're going to want to do other things, whether you see it right now or not. So, um, you know, you could take it from people like me and you that have been there, done that, made, the All-American teams, all of that great stuff, and was, like, tunnel-focused. And, you know, at some point, like, you grow as an individual, life changes, and, like, you realize, like, okay, there's other things out here. There's other interests that I have. So Mm -hmm. I might just say listen to the people that have done it and and have that same mindset and change. Yeah, I I agree. It's just crazy to me when everyone – when I hear people say that, I'm like, but what happens? There's always that what if, you know? (laughs) But for you, when was it – can you pinpoint an exact moment for you when you started thinking about life after athletics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was like my, it was my sixth year, actually. It was like training camp and I was, um, I was with the bears at the time. And I remember like waking up that day, we were like in these little dorm, terrible dorm rooms, like in the country, somewhere in Illinois, like what happened during camp. And I woke up and I was just like, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this today. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. So, like, I kind of, like, forced myself to go to meetings and all that type of stuff. And then by, like, the third meeting, 
Like I was just like, not. Nah, I was like, I'm done with this. So I walked. I like walked out the meeting. Mm -hmm. Oh and wow! I, and I told. <laughs> and I remember like calling my family. Like, I think I'm about to retire because like I just I don't want to do this anymore. Like you can't really fake it. You can't manufacture that. So, mm -hmm. so with something that's really crazy. Like after I called my family that same day, I I ended up tearing my pet, and I um I got hurt like for the rest of the year. And I still got paid, which was cool. But for like that whole year, I got, <laughs> I got to like you know do what I wanted and experiment like off the field. Um, so I like vividly remember like the time where it was like I I don't I, it's time to do something else. And yeah. uh, I'm thankful for that time because I really got to explore and 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 take advantage of like the contacts and the connects that I had then. Something else I tell people is like you're not too young to have a business card, no matter if you're like a senior or you're just now getting out. Like, get a business card with your email and your social media handles or whatever it is, and pass that out. Um, because you know, whenever you're going to an event, like there's so many faces, there's yeah. so many people that meet you, but like you have, you need to have something that they can they can leave with so they can kind of remember you. So that's that's some advice I give to people too. What was the hardest part with um, for you entering the work world, entering a life outside of athletics? Uh, yeah, I think it was like the thing we talked on earlier about like thinking that your name or like your, you know, your ego, not necessarily your ego, but just like your accomplishments would kind of carry you to whatever that next thing was. Mm -hmm. um, even like with TV, like you see like big name people come in to the studio at NFL Network or whatever, and like they think because they're like a NFL Hall of Famer, like like they're gonna be good at this, and that and it doesn't last because they're not really like working at the craft, and you see yeah. that all the time. So I think that's the thing, just realizing like just as hard as we worked to be the best at our sport, you got to do that in the second career. And the other thing is that like you didn't come on camp, maybe you did, probably <laughs> you you came on campus and probably had to work to be who you are and like the captain and the leader to get everybody to listen to you and have like the, you know, the uh, reputation that you have. And it's no different. Like it takes patience. It's going to take you kind of failing a little bit at, mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing to, to figure it out. And, and as athletes, we don't like failure. Like we don't like to feel like yeah. you got to fail. Like that's a good part about it. Like you got to fail a little bit to figure out like, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. I need to get better at this. So like failure is essential to you growing and being like who you're supposed to be post athletics. Yeah, everyone, if you have questions for him, you can continue to ask in the question box and then we'll get to them at the end. Um, but you have not only been on TV, radio, you've earned an Emmy as a part of the documentary, the Arise Academy. You're one of eight players to serve in the NFLPA's roundtable leadership group. You're a DB coach at the opening, so let me try to calculate this. You've written, you've coached, you've been on radio, you've been on TV. You also are a model now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these roles. A serial entrepreneur. And so you have so many roles and you're able to achieve so many roles. But what advice were you, would you give people who think they could only excel at one thing? Because I know for me, it was always like volleyball. And once I'm done with volleyball... I want to be on TV. And I was like, I don't really know what else I want to do. I, I think it's just the failure part. Like I said, I think a lot of people just pick something because they're like, I think I want to do this. And 
and they and and it's fine if you stick to it, but like it's also like no shame in changing your mind. Like there's don't be ashamed to be be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna try something else, or I want to do something else. Or, and I think 2020 showed us anything. It's like you know the world's so unpredictable. You can't really mm -hmm. just like depend on one thing in this world. You know, I think we all got to be multifaceted and uh, kind of have a lot of of different you know things going on and putting your hand in a lot of different uh, things. And I think that's what I I've always planned to do, but I just didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm actually in a lot of things, I think the the goal for me now is to is to kind of narrow my focus on exactly what are like the top couple of those things. Because obviously you can't do everything. Yeah. Try to to figure out like what you like, and uh, even for me, like I've done all this stuff and I don't have it figured out. I I still don't know. Like I'm, it's an everyday grind. It's just, it's you know you're continuing to grow in it, um, and and that's okay. Like that's that's a part of it. So for what you know now and didn't know then, but you wish you would have then, what advice could you give to student athletes um, so that they can start achieving those goals right now and start taking care of it right now that you didn't know? Mm, that's good. Um, I'd probably say make friends outside of just athletics. Like, I think that's, that's tough. That, that's major. <laughs> Because all of these people are going to be like the presidents and the CEOs of these companies. And, uh, you know, like we're we're so tunnel focused and that's kind of who we're around all the time just because of our, our lifestyle in college. But um, be intentional about trying to make other friends from, you know, that have other interests and do other things. And uh, because, you know, I think it'll benefit you in the end. Thank you. Let's let's see. We have a question. Oh, this one. How do you feel your circle of friends should be like? I guess who should be in your friend group? <laughs> in uh, that circle? Number no, well, number one people you can trust. <laughs> for me, um, like my top five friends are all from high school. Like we've all kind of stuck together, and we like have a group chat that's been going for like seven years. Um, so obviously people you can trust, but I think it needs to be diverse as well. Like you, you need to have a diverse set of, of, of friends with like different outlooks and different mindsets on life in general. I have a question. That's not going to be in the question box. As someone who has played at every level, um, what are your thoughts on the athlete identity crisis where it's like the idea that, yeah, as an athlete is the only way you view yourself and the only way that the world views you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's normal. I think that's to be expected. Um, just because that's kind of how your name got out in the first place. But I, I think as time goes on and, and, and technology, and, you know, advances, I think athletes are getting platforms to show, like, so much more of themselves. So I think that's kind of crumbling a little bit, and people are seeing that, like, you know, oh, I can do fashion and be an athlete at the same time. I can speak about politics and still play on the field. I can do all of these type of things at the same time simultaneously, and people respect me for it. And I think the the way to combat that is just to just to go and do it. Like I think people kind of stop themselves from doing a lot of stuff because they worry about like what are people gonna say or mm. like you you validate yourself by just doing it. Like just go do it, and then it'll be on your resume. <laughs> Yeah, true. But while they're in college, 
and trying to build their brand. I think no one really knows what the right thing to say is or to do is um, because you're not only representing yourself, but you're representing that university with you. So right. I guess what what would you say to people who um, are afraid to go out there because they don't know how the world will accept whatever message they're trying to say? I'd say kind of uh, go down the chain of command. Like obviously there's people in authority at your university or wherever you are. I'd probably say have that conversation with them. Like, like these are my intentions. These are the things that I'm passionate about. Like, is there a way that you can help me do this? Is there a platform for me here um, before I, you know, try to do this myself or go over your head? Like, this is what I want to do and, and, and I need help. And I, I don't think that, you know, that the university would not listen or not try to help. So yeah. just use your They're there to help you. <laughs> They're absolutely there to help. And, you know, finishing up, I know I always thought it was so simple to get on TV. You know, I you already mentioned it before. There's already so many big names on TV, but it's not like they just got there because of their name. They had to work for it. And, you know, my goal was always when I was in junior high, I was like, I'm going to go to the Olympics and I'm going to be so good at volleyball that ESPN is going to call me up and they're going to go, <laughs> hey, come on. Yeah. But it is a process. And so what what are the steps? to get to where you are? What do you have to do to reach the level you're at? Uh, say yes to everything. I'd, uh, I'd say like, man, uh, you know who taught me that? Well, not really taught me, but I saw them do it first. And it is Maria, Maria Taylor. Like yeah. when I was at Georgia, like I'd get off the practice with her, I remember like interviewing with Maria. And then I'd see her like on CSS or something like later on, like that night. And I'm like, she is like, she's doing a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously now you see her every day doing what she loves because she was consistent at it. But like there were times where she did it for free or did it, you know, four or five different places, had to drive here, do this. So just like say yes to get the experience and the opportunities anywhere you can, because you don't know like where that person's going to end up or what that opportunity can lead to. Like don't turn down anything. Um, and for me, like, I've done a lot of free speaking things, like a lot of free TV, a lot of, like, holding microphones, like, a lot of stuff that you're like, man, I I, I shouldn't be doing this. But, like, like I yeah. said, you're a rookie at what you're trying to do. Kill your ego. Like, it's, you're going to make it, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We've, we've reached the 20, and I'm so... And a quick 20. Right? It goes by so fast. I like look at the time. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this was actually like my first live, too. So. Oh, thank you so cool. much for coming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a dancer. You're a live rookie. Live on the live. Hey, I'm a rookie. <laughs> 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 but thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. And hopefully we can talk soon. Yes, sir. See you guys. See you, Ronald. See ya.